Three quarters in the book. Sargo's up 26-15 over the Ticats. And while we've been playing, Kate Pedersen's been in school. Kate? I have been, Hoagie. A big change from last year. It's a much more disciplined group. They're excited about the scores, but then right back to work on these iPads, making adjustments and being effective on all sides of the ball. So we're seeing a very different dynamic between this group of players, and it's really nice to see they're working hard and they're hoping to finish this one out with a win. Thank you, Kate. Three quarters in the books. Passing yardage today for the Toronto Argonauts versus the Hamilton Ticats. Ricky Ray with 429. Zach Kolaris with 128. 301 yards more for Ray than Kolaris. Surprise. And what are the Argos at? I mean, rushing, they're around 450 in well, yards today. But the Ticats have 10. Right. No, 10 and, yards rushing. And, and the Ticats are at 131 total yards. Unreal. 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 For a group that we looked at last year and in the offseason and said, who's going to play defense this year? Well, they made some nice additions. Here's the kickoff. It's going to be Brandon Banks at the near 17-yard line. And he's got the corner. Look out. He gets to the 35-yard line, and the veteran Marcus Ball is there to knock him out of bounds at the 38-yard line. That's a mistake Levinoel doesn't uh, make very often. And, you know, he's the contained guy on the short side, boundary side. And I think he, he got sucked in a little bit, thought Banks might head towards the middle of the field. Levi bit on it and uh, got caught a little out of position, but that's okay. His teammate was there to save him. Jason Pottinger has gone from your world to my world. He just walked up. He's got a big king can with him. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side, j Po. Welcome to the dark uh, side. You know what, Hoke? I think uh, he's always been a part of that world. Ball <laughs> <laughs> of the 38-yard uh, line. Ticats here on first down. Kalaris flushed out of the pocket, dumps it off to Gable. He is hit and stuck. And Marcus Ball is going to bring him down at about the 43-yard line after a gain of maybe five. Marcus Ball's all over the field again. Uh, he came back, and he's heavier than he was when he was here three years ago. Like well, he went to the NFL, right? Well, the you NFL, put on you got to gain right? some weight. Absolutely. Yeah. Different game. It'll come off, though. Yeah. He looks fast right now. I don't see any. Uh, he doesn't look slower no, than, not at all. than when he was here, you know, in 2012. Second down and five. It's getting loud of Pimo. Fans having a blast here today as the Ticats are in town. Empty backfield for Kolaris. Five-man rush. He has a man on the far hash mark, and it's short of the first down. Mike Jones made his cut a little short, and the tackle was immediate. Robert it, Woodson was right on top of him. The rookie from Calgary, and it's a yard, a full yard short, and Ken Austin is saying it's giddy-up go time. Jeremiah Masoli and the bigs come out. Uh, that's right around, I think that's slightly less than one full yard, so... Yeah. yeah. It's a full yard. Go the, for the it. The point is on the 40. At the same time, it's in the tie catch just on their side. And they're only down 11 points. So. Five on the D-line, including Bear Woods, who gets down in a four-point stance. And really low pad level. Look how low Bear Woods is, J.J., on this side. And they go for it, and it's a first down. Masoli spins off one. The, the Argos tried to time it and have somebody jump over the D-line. Who do you think that was? It was Marcus Ball. Marcus Ball. <laughs> Looked like Superman. All he needed was a cape there. <laughs> well, he had a cape. You didn't see the cape? Oh, that's the his, dread cape. That was his dreads. I saw the dread cape. It looked pretty <laughs> awesome, too, because at the snap, Ball was three yards in the backfield. Masoli happened to go the other way, so good for Masoli. He read it, but uh, I tell you. There's going to come a time when Marcus is going to get that the right. The defensive line was lined up offside. Uh, the penalties declined. The gain is greater. First down, Hamilton. So it wasn't even Air Marcus that got called for being oh, offside. He D-line. timed it up perfectly. <laughs> 
Uh, did you, you know, notice, you guys are having fun, though. Did you notice Bear Woods and how low he was on that? I couldn't see him. That's how low he was. <laughs> nice. First down at the 53-yard line. Argos leading 26-15. to Kalaros back to pass. Under pressure. Throws up a duck, and the prayer is answered. C.J. Gable caught just a toss from Zach Kalaros, who got drilled. I don't think Zach was very smart throwing the football. Well, and it ends up being a gain of maybe half a yard. The prayer got answered. CJ made the catch. Marcus Ball was right there, who then made the tackle right away. Last year, the year before, the, the, the Argo linebacker, who would have been close to CJ, would have missed that tackle. That's now, the difference. That's textbook tackling, open field, big play by the Argos. Second and nine from just barely on their own side of midfield. Polaris has Gable to his left, three receivers wide. Six-man rush. Polaris gets rid of it. It's hit at the line of scrimmage. Knocked down at the line, and the Argos are going to get the ball back. And that was Johnny Sears Jr. again who shot the gap. Second big play he's made, and the Argos force the Ticats into a punting situation. Okay, so hang on a second here, Hokie. Twelve and a half minutes left. Yep. Ticats are down by 11. They're yep. at midfield. And they sent six. <laughs> Maybe seven. Yeah, but why did they go for it? What do you mean? Why didn't they punt it? Oh, they punt now. It's a two-score game. Oh, geez, sorry. I was a down ahead of myself, man. I thought the Argos, uh, I thought they went for it <laughs> on third down. Sorry. sorry. Posey makes the catch. A little excited here. Check that. That's a worthy back there. And a uh, high hit, it looks like, back at the 12-yard line. And they may have gotten helmet to helmet down there inside the 15. We'll wait and see what the call is. And then we will scoot away. But I want to see what this call is first. We'll wait. We'll come back. We'll give you the call. Argos leading with 11.49 left in the fourth quarter. 26-15 Toronto. Green return. Illegal block. It was Toronto block. number nine. After distance the to the wow. goal. First down. You're listening Toronto. to Argo Football on TSN 1050. We've had us some nastiness. We've had us some big plays. And we've got a typical Toronto Hamilton game. Not over yet, although the Argos are in pretty good position. Up 26 to 15, but a long way to go. Just ask the Ottawa Red Blacks or any of the teams that yes, have played so yes. far where a two-score lead can evaporate like that. And on the sidelines, they're working on Zach Kolaris at his right hand. And we saw him dump that ball off a couple of plays ago, and they are working on him on the bench right now. And, Hope, we saw what happened at the end of the first half. Oh, yeah. that big swing in points, right? Sure. It happens instantly. So the Argos, after it was an illegal block against the Argonauts on the return, from where the referee threw it, I thought it might be for a late hit. Good non-call on the late hit, but a tough one against the Argos. So they'll start at their own 11-yard line. Ricky Ray with four receivers to his right comes back left, looking long. He's looking S.J. Green. He did it again! A remarkable catch by S.J. Green across the 30 to the 33. Marcus Ball take off the cape and give it back to S.J. Green. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Justin Rogers, he's like, are you kidding me? He's all over S.J. Green. He doesn't stand a chance. S.J. does another 360 and goes up and catches the ball. And now they're going to come up. Oh, sure, S.J. Green makes an easy catch now out of the 39-yard line. That's like if you're fishing and you catch like 15 big bass in a row, and then you catch 
like a nice two-pounder. You just get rid of it because it's too small. That catch was not good enough by S.J. Green. My goodness. That's yeah, good yeah. for seven yards out to the 39-yard line. For any other person, that's a great catch. You know, it's just a yeah, casual out, out, you know, out pattern and an easy catch. I haven't had this much fun calling a football game in a long time. This guy's unbelievable. Three receivers out to the right. He's going to come to the left again. He's got Brandon Whitaker underneath for the 45 to the 47. Move the sticks. It's another first down Toronto. And Wynn lowers the boom. Catches the ball out of the backfield. Runs a flat pattern to the left of Ricky Ray. Catches it about a couple yards short of the first down. Drives right over Rodgers for the first. Still shaking my head about S.J. Green. Unreal. Just unreal. I've got a perma smile. I just I can't believe it. What a welcome addition. Five for 91 so far. And three of them were, no, four of them. So they must not have caught up on the stats. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. And they're going to go to the, the uh, seam, and they've got Armani Edwards down to the 45-yard line. Air Trestman. You know what Armani looks like? Armani is just super quick, slashing and dashing. He runs a tight slant pattern here. Ricky does a three-step drop. Pulls it up, throws the ball right away, right to Armani's hands, catches it on the cut, and yep. dives forward for a nice Argo first down. You know who he's reminded me of so far is Arlen Bruce. Just kind of watching Arlen and watching yes. the way that they release, the way that they... Armani. Hold. Yeah. Yes. Ar- well, Arlen was a slasher and dasher, yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Here's Ricky Ray, and they're going to set up a screen to Declan Croft. Rumble, big man rumble. First down, down to the 34-yard line. Woo-hoo. You know when Declan Cross is getting involved. He has as many catches in this half as he had all of last year. Holy execution, Batman. This is uh, this is impressive. Argos run a little play action. Declan's out there on the screen, catches it in behind the big hoggies. Barrels forward for a first down. I've got Ricky Ray unofficially at 470. And they're going to give the ball to the big man. Here's Wilder Jr. to the 30. Shakes off a tackler and buries the second one. Get off! Throwing the Ticat out of bounds as he rumbles down to the 23-yard line. Rodgers tries to make the tackle late downfield, and Wilder drove him into the ground and threw him off. (laughs) Physically dominating. The Argos are physically dominating the Ticats When's the last time we said that? Owning them. That should be a highlight tonight on nice Sports cut. Center. Not the highlight of the night. Here it comes. SJ Green's got that one. First down at the 23-yard line of the Ticats. Eight and a half left. Argo's up by 11. Wilder's standing to the left of Ray, who drops back. They set up a screen. Here's Edwards again to the 20. He slashes down to the 17-yard line, and uh, they'll give him the 16, so it's a gain of seven. Watch out, Armani. You... Uh... It catches the screen uh, throw from Ricky Ray, and as he's looking for a seam downfield, he runs into Tyler Holmes, which you don't want to <laughs> run into a guy that big, even though he is on your team. Wrote a feature on Armani Edwards on Argonauts.ca a couple of days ago. You can go to the website and find that. Talk, there's a Ticat now sitting down. Looks like he's cramped up cramped, with cramped. eight minutes left here in the fourth quarter. Armani Edwards had two big games. It's a desperation cramp right here, Hoke. Yeah, and we're going to take the timeout. That may have been the sniper up in the upper deck, the invisible sniper, to say we need a change or a defensive change. So we'll take the timeout, and uh, we'll tell you the Argos are leading 26-15 and knocking at the door. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 
Hogan and Jeff Johnson with you. Argos have a 26-15 lead over the Hamilton Ticats. Hogie, how do you pick a play of the game so far? Sorry to cut you off there. Who's your player of the game? Is it S.J. Green or is it 500-plus yards Ricky Ray? <laughs> well, I was just following. There was a replay by uh, up on one of the TV monitors here, and it was Jeff Fuller making a catch on the you know on the one yard line yep. earlier in the game. And yep. I mean that's one of uh, seven the, or eight other his plays. His catch at like the thirty was better, <laughs> where he had to dive and extend the arm yes. and pull the ball off the yes. carpet. My goodness, they have made so many big plays today. Second down and three. They'll put it right in the middle of the field at the 16-yard line. They've got Wilder in the backfield. Ricky Ray will look at him. There's a bunch outside him, and it's a toss behind the bunch to the right side. Great penetration by the Ticats. Will Hill, who has a couple of field goal blocks today, one that led directly to a Hamlin touchdown, goes in, shoots the gap, and a big tackle for a loss, and the Argos are going to have to try and put three more on the board, but a very big three because it would make it a 14-point lead. Ticat defense swarming that one. They knew it was run the whole way. Declan's out there, lead blocking. The uh, defense was ahead, uh, had one step ahead of the offense there. Liram's last field goal is on the final play of the third quarter from 50. This is from the 27. It's up, almost blocked. Come on, boy. Will Hill has some serious hops, but Liram punches it through from... 27 yards, and the Argos have a 14-point lead. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 7-14 remaining in the fourth quarter. Argos with a 29-15 lead. How about this? Jeff Fuller, three catches. S.J. Green, seven catches. Tavir Posey, seven catches. Fuller, 104 yards. Green, 124 yards. Posey, 147 yards. Three 100-yard receivers for the Argos. Who who do you defend? And Armani Edwards Edwards has 78. First down, Ticats. Polaris in the game. And overthrow. Casker intercepted. Picked off in the backfield. Casker's one has it around the corner of the 40 to the 30. 25 20. And steps out of bounds at that point. Wow. I'm going to correct myself. That's Woodson with the interception. Is it? Casker's gone. It is Casker's gone. It's right the first time. And Zach threw that ball with confidence and a lot of velocity. It was a little behind Luke Tasker, went through Luke's hands. Normally he makes that catch. There was a lot of traffic though, and he knew he was about to be hit. His first CFL interception. He came up here, he played nine games with the Ticats a year ago, and that's his first CFL pick against his former team. And with seven minutes left, the Argos can seal it with a touchdown. Even a field goal right now would be huge. Do you play conservative, J.J., take the three and make it a three-score game, even with the two-point conversion? I'm going touchdown right now. You're going? This, this is a shot. Right for the jugular. Right for the jugular. Bunch formation out to the left, ball to the right, hash mark. They are going to go to Whitaker, who's going to run behind the guard and get to the 15-yard line, a gain of three yards, and a late flag, and a late flag, and a late flag. This is a good call by Tressman, though. You know what? He's burning the clock down, right? Burn it down. Kill it. Take the points. We'll see what the call is. And the Argos are saying it's against the Ticats. And we will see if the officials concur. Here's Andre Prue with the call. Andre. After the play, major foul. Unnecessary roughness. Hamilton number five, 
at the distance to goal line. Automatic first down. Adrian Tracy gets the penalty and is taken off the field by the Tigers. And we'll see if anybody else is talking to him. Doesn't look like there's anything serious going on over there. Dennis McPhee, the defensive line coach, is talking to him. Oh, McPhee. First a goal for the Argos at the eight-yard line. Love Deke. Love him. Super Great guy. And they are going to go play action. Ray's going to throw to a wide open man in the end zone who fell down and went boom. Fuller was wide open, but he got his feet tangled up as he started in for whatever reason. Ricky Ray threw a corner route. And as Fuller tried to adjust and get back to the corner, he slipped and fell. He did fall, and I'm just going to point out now, the surface in the one end zone yes. on the north side is a little different than the rest of the field. It's a field turf as and opposed to natural ground. And the guys have to be really be aware of it because it is actually a little more slick than the rest of the field. I think he just got his feet crossed up, to be honest. Uh, maybe he a little ran, bit of that ran, too, yeah. but it is a bit slick. Second down, Ray's going to go to the end zone again, steps up, rumble, big man rumble, down to the three-yard line, and the ball comes out. Ricky Ray put it on the carpet. Are they saying he was down by contact? Yes. Yes, he was down. Woo. Noted scrambler, Ricky Ray. Careful, Ricky. He came down. He went down. That ball was underneath him. And Fajardo and Hyralahu come out for the tray attempt. Ricky Ray had a touchdown on that same kind of play in the first. Yeah, it's out. Or sorry, it's not out. The knee was down first by a considerable margin. Ray had a touchdown in that 35-point second quarter you guys had against Edmonton in the first round of the playoffs in 2012. It was the fifth touchdown of the second quarter, and it was Ricky Ray on a quarterback draw. I don't know if that was called. I don't think it was, but Ricky took off. Hiralahu for three from 10 yards out, and that might do it. It puts the Argos in the driver's seat with five and a half minutes left. It's 32-15. Wow. The Argos are playing some great football this afternoon. Is Ricky, uh, you know, he's not near that 500 mark Oh, he's yet. over 500. Is he over 500? Yeah, he's over five. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. Well, the offense is certainly clicking. <laughs> There's no doubting that one. He I hits. mean, uh... You know, Rick, Ricky's got to feel like a kid in a candy store. I mean, you, you mentioned the receivers. He's hit everybody tonight. 506 yards. But only one touchdown. That's remarkable in itself. That is 506 yards passing and only one touchdown. Mind you, he's had two okay. wide, open, wide open receivers yep. get right in the hands. Those Drop two drops in the end zone. And then he had Fuller here again. Who tripped over his own feet. Yeah, and that would have been another one. That's three right there. The score is 32-15. This game ain't that close. Not remotely that close. The Argos have come in here today, fired up, and kicked the living crap out of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They have dominated them on both lines of scrimmage. They have dominated defensively. They have dominated offensively. They played very well on special teams aside from the two blocked field goals, one of which resulted in one of the Hamlet scores today. This is a huge play right here, Hoagie. They still got Brandon Banks back there. Yep. Hiralaw, who's going to kick it deep, and he's going to kick it right to Speedy B, who's going to come up and take it to the 16-yard line. Near numbers. We'll try to kick it outside. Nothing doing. 
And Cameron Newton got down and made the tackle at the 30-yard line. Nice play on specials for the Guelph product. I'll admit, I watched Curtis play very, very good linebacker at the OUA level. I didn't know if he would make it at this level, but on special teams, he proved himself last year. He just came up and played his way out of the roster. Well, that's where that's your opportunity to make the team. And the way you play on special teams really shows your character, right? If you want it, that's where it's going to show. First down, Ticats will put it in play from their own 31-yard line. Empty on the backfield, four-man rush. Polaris forced to scramble, throws across his body to the near side and has Tasker at the 35-yard line for a gain of four. Sean Lemon almost got him there, got off the ball fast. He's one-on-one with uh, the right tackle and uh, Swindle, and Lemon forced Caleros to scramble out to the right, find Tasker late. Three sacks for the Argos today. Johnny Sears has one of them. Victor Butler has two. Second down and six from the 35-yard line. Clock moving at 4.54. Morris looking long, far side, has a man open, and it is caught by Luke Tasker and knocked out of bounds at the 26-yard line. How does that happen? On a rocket from Zach Kalaros, finds Tasker on the far side of the field, streaking down. You know, in the corner's defense, Robert he's Woodson. thinking, Woodson's thinking, oh, he's not throwing the ball way over here. Well, Zach just did that, and uh, nice catch by Tasker. Robert Big play for the catch. Robert Woodson's a rookie from Calgary, used to playing the middle. He did not see an arm like that playing at Can West last year at the University of Calgary. First down, the market at the 27-yard line. The Ticats are not dead yet. Four receivers to the right. Kalaris on a crossing route. Has Kevin Elliott down to the 21-yard line. That's good for six. Clock moving, 4-17 left. Great closing speed by Rico Murray. This defense, has, I hope they realize that there's still quite a bit of time left. And, uh, you know, they're not showing any, any signs of slowing down. They're still flying hard, and it's the second and uh, four here. Ball on the left dash. Mark. Need a big play. Three receivers out to the right, two to the boundary, back to pass. Going to the short side of the field is Flores, and over or through, I guess, Brandon Banks. Banks throws his hands up. He curled in, and I think Flores was expecting him to go to the sideline. Ticats looking for that easy throw. It's a hard one to defend if it's timed up well and Banks gets off the ball. But Aquasi's right there, and Banks mistimed his, his cut, and uh, he was not on the same page with Kalaros on that one. Ticats taking a ton of time in the huddle. Clock moving. They're down to nine seconds on the play clock. 3.40 remaining in the game. Kalaros looks things over. Down to three on the play clock. They snap it with one. Kalaros gets thrilled as he throws it, and Tim climbs the ladder to make a great catch in front of Johnny Sears Jr. Kalaros got filled in as he threw that football. Ball came streaking right up the A-gap, stared Kalaros right in the eyes. Kalaros stayed there, showed some great voice, threw the ball. Ball hit him, and times made a huge catch. And now here comes Gabriel. They send seven defensively. They get it off the Tasker underneath. And Woodson wraps him up. Check that Cassius Vaughn wraps him up. And makes the tackle here. There's a flag down along the near sideline. And I think the Ticats were offside. I think it's coming back. It is coming back. (laughs) 
That's a big uh, big break for the Argos right there because they brought Outside. the house. Hamilton number 16, five-yard penalty, and remains first down. The veteran Brandon Banks was not able to pay it to it. Time it out properly. They'll no. push it back to the 21-yard line. Exactly three minutes left. We'll get one play in before the three-minute warning. Banks missing a little bit here because that previous play on the on the, the outbreak, he missed time that. He lost his feet. He's looking a little sloppy there as well. Ball on the 21-yard line left hash mark. 245. Ticats taking way too much time off the clock. Back to Pascalaris. Has time. Goes left. Goes in. Don't overthrow the receiver. Laid down oh, on the far side. On. I think they're going to get Marcus Ball for illegal contact. CJ broke out and ran a wheel route, and I think Ball may have bumped him just a little bit. We'll take the timeout. We've hit the three-minute warning, 2.36 to be precise. Argos in control. It's 32-15. You're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. Now, uh, 74-yard touchdown. 79-yard touchdown. 79, okay. Oh, we're up. We're back. I'm sorry. 2.36 remaining here. Hogan and Johnson with you. First down, Marcus Ball called on the grab. Just trying to figure out who we're talking to in the post game. Hogan, we got a, this is a huge play. First and five, 2.36 left. Ticats can pop a quick one. We could have a wild finish here, folks. The Ticats have blown this by taking way too much time off the clock on their drives. I agree. They had to be much better. And you know what? Nope. It's an early game of the year. That's what, that's what you're going to get sometimes. Two plays ago, they took 19 seconds off the clock. Last play, they took 15 seconds off the clock. Zach's got to do a better that's, job. That's way too much time. Yeah. When you're down by three scores, it's like they're handing it to them. And from an Argonaut perspective, good. There may be more time being put on them. They're down 2.36 right now. And Andre Brew has put the headset on. He's going to be talking back to, I assume, the control center Trying over to on Wellington the clock, Street. Maybe? That's a pretty good setup they got over at Wellington with the, with the big TVs and the communication back to each game. Pretty sharp. Nice looking man center. Uh, should help them make the right uh, decisions on place. Hopefully. A lot of people didn't think the right decision was made on Thursday night, that's for sure. Oh, you went there. In the Montreal-Saskatchewan <laughs> game. What did you think? Fumble or touchdown? Fumble. Fumble? Yeah. I want to see Glenn Johnson, one of the officials around here. I, I didn't get down to the field beforehand. Because it all comes down to ball in hand. Does it leave the hand before you know, it break comes the play. out? That's right. Is that considered having possession? Even if it's in your hand, if it's moving, and you don't have full possession, yeah, that's that's why that call was made. Uh, the command center put out an email afterwards explaining why they made the call they did. Yeah. So by the letter of the law, it looks like they made the right call, but it looked like it was going to be an apparent fumble. I think that's why everybody went, "Wow, how did they make that call?" So even with slow motion replay and slowing it down frame by frame like it was the Zapruder film. There's still a discussion. Everybody on the TSN panel went, fumble, bad call. Yeah, they were not happy. Not happy. Now, Ken Austin is out talking to Ken. Andre Peru. Yeah, Ken's, uh, he's fired up right now. I, they got to be talking about the clock. Mark Trustman's just lurking. <laughs> he just lurks. He's fun to watch him practice because he'll be sitting there and all of a sudden he'll just take off 
and sprint to give somebody a high five and then go back and kind of settle it. in again. That's great. He's been very good at being the good cop and the bad cop. He very he, he rewards his personnel for making big plays. Yet at the same time, which you've got to do, he'll be all over if you screw up. You've got to do. You got to yeah. hold guys accountable. Yet when you do, when you stand out and do something above and beyond, oh. give him attention. Oh, Andre Cruz now back on the headset. Ken Austin just lit into him. And now Andre Cruz going back. Again, 236 is the number we see on the clock. I have no... This has, It has to be clock-oriented, doesn't it? Like, I can't figure out anything else that may be going on at this stage. And Andre Cruz is still talking to the folks on Wellington Street. I have no idea why this is taking this long. But uh, Kent's obviously fired up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're... Uh, in, in his defense, that doesn't take much. No, no, it doesn't. fire up Kent. No, but you know what? It's, they're obviously considering what he's saying, and they're really trying to make sure they're making the right the right uh, move here and making the right decision. You know it's also advantageous? Gives the Argo defense a breather. Oh, huge. Absolutely. Like this has to be about a four or five minute delay at this stage. This squashes the momentum that the Ticats offense yep. just had. And Kent's got to be thinking about that. Oh, here we go. Here's Andre Prue. I can't wait to see what this is about. He's going to go over and talk to Kent Austin as Mark Pressman is working out on the field. He's not even paying attention at this stage. The command center put the ball at the 11-yard line with a first down and 10 for Hamilton. First down and 10. But it says first down and there was a there was a holding play on Marcus Ball or an illegal contact. So how is it first and 10? It should be first and five. They took all that time and they're moving the sticks. So I guess they didn't give them the first down. So now they're giving them the first down, first and 10 as opposed to first and five. Which on illegal contact is well, a lot like, of time oh, to figure that out. I don't know why that took that long. First down at the 11-yard line, 10 to go, strong side right for the Ticats. Two receivers up top. Actually, they've got a double tight end set in at this stage, which is interesting. Back to pass Talaras. Looking one-on-one, end zone. There's a bump and a fall and no flag as Robert Woodson definitely caught. There was contact with Luke Tasker, who's looking for a call. He's not going to get it. I don't think there should be. I think, that was uh, Jones, actually, not Tasker. Sorry. Jones was trying to break away here. It was, a, it was a bunch formation between Tasker and Jones. They came together and tried to create some confusion on the with Rico Murray and Woodson. They do a great job of letting it sort through, and Jones actually just got his feet caught up a little bit uh, yeah. with Woodson's, and uh, Tasker fell forward and ended up on the ground. It was the feet that got caught up, and now we got an injured Argo taking any of the end zone. And it's one of the guys with dreads, and that narrows it down to basically everybody but Lemon. I think that's Johnny Sears. He's holding Johnny his calf. Sears down. Okay. Looks like he might have a cramp as well. He's just kind of massaging his right calf a little bit. They have some serious dreadlocks on that defensive unit. Ball and Woods and Murray, Sears. Yeah, when they fly around like that, it looks uh, Bishop looks good. Yep. They wear it well. It, it does make it difficult to see who's who, and that's not Johnny no, Sears in the corner. It's got to be Rico. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's Rico Murray, not Johnny Sears. Johnny <laughs> Sears comes out. 
<laughs> Rico's down here. It's not Rico no, either. No, it's not Rico either. <laughs> it's a quasi. It's a quasi more dreadlocks. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. And hopefully it's just a, it's a cramp. AK last year yeah, missed just a, a cramp. boatload of time. Yeah, they are working on the cramp, which is good. So last year he only the, played uh, in four games before he had a bicep injury that cost him 14. How are they going to defend this now? Because that's a pretty big uh, change over there on the short side. Taking a quasi out on the goal line here. So you can move Murray out to the Matt corner. Webster just came on the field. So I assume Murray will go to the corner. And you play Webster at one of the halves or play him at field corner. So we're going to see Matt Webster out of Queens. Very good special teams player. He's going to line up in the field corner. And who's over on the boundary? I'll probably put Johnny over there, maybe. You got Sears, you got Murray. Murray's going to play the field half spot. See, Hamilton's thinking they look to take advantage of something like this. Johnny Sears is going to play boundary corner. And they move Gabriel to the halfback spot and Woods into the safety spot. Jermaine Gabriel's playing the boundary corner. It is Gabriel, too. Yep. Wow. Enrico's playing the boundary half. Timeout, Hamilton. See, that's a great call by Hamilton because yep. now they can see how they lined up. They're going to go after Jermaine. Corey Chamberlain, the first uh, first day of camp, said, I asked him about, you know, guys playing in different positions, and he goes, they're going to be dizzy by the end of camp because I want to play them everywhere. Well, good thing he's, he's prepared for that because Absolutely. they're in a situation right now where they have guys plugging and playing. And from what I understand, Jermaine Gabriel lost quite a bit of weight over the offseason, yeah. allowing him to play a position like this. And he played a lot of uh, field corner. Now he's over on the short side for this play. Second down and 10 from the 11-yard line. 2.29 left. Seven on the 22nd block. They get it off. Barely. Kalaris looking end zone. Has a man. Hits the upright. Dead ball. He had Brandon Banks who wants a penalty. And somebody down below us is obviously enjoying that, laughing hysterically. Okay, that makes no sense to me. Why would Kent go to Brandon Banks? I mean, you know, Webster is a young uh, defensive back there. But the Argos are obviously in, in trouble. they got Webster in there at free safety. And they take a chance at breaking a pattern that's going right by the uprights. Yep. Where, I mean, go after, you know, Jermaine's on probably on an island over there on the boundary corner. That said, Banks did have a step on him. He did. He was open. It should have been completed, but, I mean, I don't know. I just don't like the call. Third down from the 11-yard line. Here's the ball game right here. Kolaris back to pass. Under pressure. Ball comes out. Recovered by Toronto. 2.17 left. Argos are, in all likelihood, going to win this football game. Welcome back to Toronto. Cleon Lang, he's got the ball, and the Argos all but have sewn up two points. Zach Caleros looking to pull the trigger, drops back. He's looking out to his left. Had a couple targets. Cleon Lang gets the pressure up the middle, keeps those legs pumping, extends his hand out, and knocks the ball out of Zach Caleros' hand onto the turf and recovers wow. it. What pressure by the Argo D-line. The strip and the recovery. Woo! Cleon Lang, last year's start of the year in Miami after leaving the Argos, ended up back as a free agent, signed with Ottawa, won a great cup, and then in the offseason came back to Toronto. The Edmonton native, a huge play. And now it's ground. It's chug-chug and choo-choo. Run the ball and chew up some clock. 
And that's what they do. They give the ball to Brandon Whitaker, who runs it out to about the 22-yard line for a gain of three. This is where I might be bringing somebody else in at quarterback. It's my humble opinion. What's for the, the last two minutes. You're not seeing Mark Trestman go play action here and have Ricky Ray air one out? <laughs> 506 yards for Ricky or, Ray. Or James today. Wilder. You know, yeah. bring another running back in. Double tight end set. They're going to go ground game again, and the B-Dub takes it out to the 24-yard line. It'll be third down and five, but... At the same time, they haven't had a lot. Of, they haven't rushed the ball a lot this afternoon, so it's a good opportunity to give your guys uh, the running game a little bit of work too. So I get it. Third down, five to go. Liram Hyralahu will come out to get this one away. Liram today averaging 43 yards a kick. That's a yard shy of what he did last year, and we'll get this one away. Nice kick into the wind. Now it'll start to wobble. It'll flutter down at the 41-yard line. And nothing doing. They don't even have Brandon Banks out there. They've essentially given up on this one. Levine Noel in on that play. Leading special teams tackler a year ago for the Toronto Argonauts in his rookie year out of the University of Toronto. Curtis Newton was in there too. University of Guelph. Get the OUA guys in on specials. And now the Argonauts will put in this makeshift defense. Is a quasi out there? No, he's not. Jermaine Gabriel is going to go back to the boundary corner. Yeah, if he's dealing with a cramp, there's no point coming in with this last minute left. You can risk pulling the muscle when it's starting to tighten up like that. Woodson's at safety. Matt Webster. Loved watching him at Queens. He was all around the football. He's in at the field corner. Claris gets rid of the football. Timms has the catch. And nothing doing. Hit immediately. I like that combination, J.J. Marcus Ball and Bear Woods on the tackle. <laughs> Man, they fly around. Both of them are flying around, flying to the ball, making plays. And we got an injured tie cat on the play. Bear Woods only has two tackles today. His given name was Jonathan. His grandfather hung the nickname Bear on him when he was one year old. And it stuck to the point where Jonathan Woods legally changed his name to Bear Woods. Really? So if you were to look at his driver's license right now or his passport, he is Bear Woods. The Bear. Well, he may have only had two tackles this afternoon, but he was in on a lot of plays. He was in the quarterback's face. Driving offensive lineman back, creating space for guys like Sean Lemon coming around corners. And let's be honest, playing the middle linebacker spot, he's going to be more of a presence against a team that runs the football. Sure. Hamilton doesn't even try. No. Ryan Bombin is, by the way, the uh, the injured player. Well, they just can't, even when he had Ricky Williams here when he was the offensive coordinator, even when he had Jeff Johnson here, he never ran the football. No. No. Just, that, that's his MO. He likes to throw the football. Yeah, that's, no, that's he loves style. to throw the football. Yeah, fair enough. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's an opportunity for Woods to work on his coverage game a little bit, and, yep. and he did. He was and get used around. to the schemes. And sure, that's sure. right. And, commu- I mean, the biggest thing is the communication in the passing game, right? Should so. mention, by the way, next Friday they'll do it again here at BMO Field. If you were at this game today and you didn't have fun, Either you're a Ticat fan or you don't like football. 
Watch out, BC Lions. Man. This Argos oh. offense looks awesome. Defense, too. Unbelievable. First, uh, second down and nine to go from their own 43-yard line. For whatever reason, Kalara's still in the game. He's going to dump it off to C.J. Gable, who gets pushed out of bounds at the 50-yard line, which will stop the clock. A three-score game, 58 seconds left. You have a guy who's had some injury problems, including concussions, over the last couple of years, and you got him in the game? I don't get that. I know you can't bubble wrap your players, but that's just silly. And you know they're throwing the football, and you know John Lemon's saying, I haven't got a sack yet. Yeah, yeah, it is silly. Just you don't, you don't have a chance of uh, winning the game at this point. Zach drops back. Four-man rush comes to the near side. It wobbles, it flutters, and it falls into the hands of Brandon Banks at the Toronto 50. Matt Webster tried to recover and get up for the first down, or to uh, knock it down. Just couldn't quite, but forced him out of bounds at the 50, and Brandon Banks gets up slowly, but lifts back onto the field. Marcus 48 Ball's seconds starting to cramp up a little bit too. The guys are starting to feel it late in the game here. And a quick hitter to the near side again. And Banks couldn't keep the foot inbounds. Jermaine Gabriel over here on the near side was on the coverage, and he's chirping Speedy B a little bit. Second down and 10 from the Argo 51. It's uh, 32-15 with 40 seconds left. Argo's leading. BC Lions Friday night here. If you missed the SJ Green show... If you missed the Ricky Ray show, 500-plus yards passing today. Love to see you here on Friday night. First down of the second down of the 51-yard line. Back to Vascolaris. Four-man rush. Throws to the far side, and it is caught. Luke Tasker is filled in immediately by Webster. Well, I think you could name probably every, pretty much every receiver and call it the, <laughs> Devere, the Posey? Devere Posey show. He had 147. Jeff Fuller show. He had 124 <laughs> today, or 104 today. S.J. Green, 124. Check out the highlights tonight. You are going to see the S.J. Green That's marathon on the highlight reel tonight. Third down. Game right here. Kolaris throws it caught for the first down. As on the curl pattern, Mike Jones makes the catch with 20 seconds left. Gabriel on the tackle there. wonder what Jermaine thinks of boundary corner. Oh, he loves it. He wa- I talked to him. He said, I want to show I can play more than safety. Nice. He wants to show he can come off the edge. He wants to show he can do all of that stuff. Kalara steps up. Down he goes. Play on line. Have yourself a couple of drives. That's why you pull your QB out. I mean, why is he in there? Well, makes no sense. And now we're seeing one of the Argos get up slow. Victor Butler, who put on a show today with a couple of sacks. Nice play on special teams. Hoagie, we were talking about the defensive line and how they show up in training camp, and sometimes they, you know it's not the same unit because you know first uh, O lines are different, but they look good today. Here we go, clocks at zero, final play. Did they get Tristan? They got him. Back to pass is Kolaros. Comes to the near side. He's got Luke Tasker at the 30, who's going to pump it, looking for the single point. That's not going to work. It's going to be caught by Sears who falls down at the 10-yard line of the Toronto Argonauts, have sent the Ticats back to the hammer, Olympic, after a 32-15 blowout today in a game that was not nearly as close as the score indicated. What a show, Hoagie. I have not seen an Argo team like this in I don't know how many years. That was uh, an incredible performance. 
across the board. 